Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 169 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, I'm back. It's been it's been a couple <laughs> weeks, and it's been it's it's been a nice little stage to take a break so far. I will tell you what, Joe, as someone who works for the Gladiators, it's it's not been a fun uh, summer showdown so far. Uh, but I, I am back in America, which means I have to fully pay attention again um <laughs> unfortunately yeah I, there's still a chance the gladiators make it um <laughs> apparently a pretty good chance if they just win out basically um but of course that's very hard <laughs> um for for the gladiators in this matter unfortunately um but yeah thanks joe for doing a solo episode last week you did a great job this that was your first solo episode right i think so it's true yeah yeah it was great I'm, I'm glad we got something out despite the fact i was not unable to record uh but I'm, I'm well rested i'm ready to jump back in um so let's do it let's jump back in this is second week of uh, the jotes meta junker queen goats meta um and it is be- it is being played at all times i think they're there, there are times where it's not being played, but I think that was mainly in week one. I don't know if, even with APAC joining, I don't know if it was never not played this past week. Yeah, very very rarely. Um, yeah. yeah. Some, I remember little bits and pieces here and there. Uh, week, like the Chengdu Philly match should be a, uh, a okay. time to highlight that. Um, but yeah, then way dominant still. Yep, which, thank God, they have uh the devs have come out and said they will nerf her before the um countdown cup because that would be a disaster um because i think we're just gonna get bored it's hard it's very easy to get bored of, of a comp when it is the only one being played if we had some some other comps on different maps i think we'd be a lot less bored of it um but we already got we got bored of the predominant metas of the past two ones we got bored of soldier 76 cops <laughs> And stuff like that. So, and those weren't even like being played. At, well, I guess Soldier was being played like every map, and Sojourn was being played every map. Um, but there were different cops to to go alongside those heroes. Um, this is just straight up the same comp being run by everyone because it's just insanely good. Um, but yeah, if we want to dive in, I will admit, like I was very jet lagged this weekend and didn't wasn't able to catch too much. Besides the two games of my team losing, which is sad. Um, yeah. But I did, I was able to catch uh, the first NA game of the week, which was New York versus Vancouver, um, in which everyone was super excited about New York after they beat Houston the previous week and um, took a map off Dallas, I guess, and looked competitive against them. Everyone was like, oh, New York's good in this meta. This is them. Um, and Vancouver just comes out and absolutely pummels them, which uh, I also I also haven't been here since Vancouver has won a game. Congratulations to them! Um, <laughs> and now they have missed a lot. Yeah, and now they've won two games. They're so good. Um, you said well, you sent me a tweet earlier that the Titans are twenty eight and four all time record, and Meta is dominated by something ending in oats, which is <laughs> a great stat for the Titans. To have um but yeah joe did you end up like re-watching any of that i remember you 
saying that I that you weren't watching this game live, but you were very shocked by the the apps the results. It was just an absolute beating by the Vancouver Titans here. Oh yeah, I mean we haven't. Uh... Um, or I mean, we have gotten a lot of uh, spawn camps and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, uh, really, this whole season more than we have in the past. But um, uh, but, but yeah, for example, yeah, this message I messaged you watching uh, this Vancouver New York game, uh, where New York did not touch the the payload on Gibraltar. Like there was zero distance gained, um, just from you know incidental walking out the spawn room door um for three minutes and 20 seconds on their attacking round <laughs> there, there was there were there was a zero in the minutes slot on the clock before the new york excelsior were able to leave spawn um <laughs> on Insane. their attacking round um and a similar thing with um uh, the last New York or the last uh, North American match of the week, actually, with uh, in that uh, Gladiators Toronto yeah, uh, game on Toronto, kind of, kind of a similar thing there. But yeah, it's it's wild the 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 number and the the kinds of opportunities we've seen to see stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's just way harder for our Junker Queen. This Junker Queen cop's just really good at like just holding. Because you'll just see that at any point of map. I've saw it on Parisio so many times. Like, I feel like I just saw it on almost every map. Uh, Dorado second point so many times. I mean, you mentioned Dorado first point with Toronto Gladiators. Toronto able to, like, have one of the... That has to be one of the best holds in Dorado history. But I remember Dorado having a really good hold besides that one, I feel like. Um, but yeah, that's just insane how well this Junker Queen comp has, is at just spawn camping anywhere on any map. Um, I don't know if it's just defensively that comps just trumps the offensive version of it at in certain points or what it is. If you're able to hold corners a lot better, I have no clue. Um, but it works. It works very well, you, and it's hard to get punished. Let's be honest. Like, yeah, I don't know. Even if they do win the spawn camp fight, they have to spend they have to spend alts to win a spawn camp fight, which you just do not. That's just losing a fight, basically. Um, <laughs> so deep, I think defense in general has been really good and much better than offense most of the time in this Junker Queen meta so far. Um, we just see a lot of low, more low scoring maps for sure. Um, but yeah, we we got to see uh, Boston with their new edition of Mag this weekend uh, get swept by the shock, <laughs> and then um, play a little closer against the Dallas Field. They were able to take a map and look a little better um, on Junkertown, but and honestly on Nepal too. This was like kind of a closer series than the shock one was at least. Um, but I know a lot of people, including me, begging for some more punk. Um, I, I just love Layton, love that kid, and I, I feel so bad for him that he just they the what they like almost exclusively just pick up tanks over and over again when that's not the thing they need. Um, so yeah, um, and then Dallas finished off by beating Toronto, which is apparently a more significant result than we think uh, because a lot of people have. Let's talk about Toronto in general. So Toronto. They lose this Dallas one, and then they beat the Gladiators later. Um, biggest podcast, Plat Chat, has decided that 
the gladiators are a really good team still in this meta uh by calling them fifth and they said and they've excused this by saying toronto is one of the best teams in this meta i think they ranked them four joe are you in agreement with that like placement um based off what you're seeing so far do you think this is because that would just that's got to be the highest they've ever been ranked in the history of the franchise i feel like like that's ridiculously oh, high do you agree with it oh for, for sure yeah. yeah uh it definitely is high and even if that's you know fourth in north america that's still top six or eight at least um or then yeah eight is even pushing it you know in in the league um yeah, it's definitely definitely the highest they've been, and a lot of that just has to do with um, the, you know the 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 comfort uh, that their different kinds of pieces are finding. Um, um, just <laughs> you know the the way they're they're slotting into this meta, um, uh, really really able to highlight. Um, um, I mean, Twilight, for example, is, is as, I'm, as I'm looking through this roster, his name jumps out as um, a uh, a former Vancouver Titans player. Again, thinking about this, these uh, metas ending in oats. I mean, he, he was on this incredibly good Vancouver Titans team, uh, uh, playing a you know a similar role to what he's able to to really show off now. Uh, we have Hisu, who was always an incredible good incredibly good pickup for the Toronto Defiant. Um, uh, you, you know, properly able to to play the kind of hit scan, um, uh, although had a really excellent uh, week in particular in the, in these matches playing the Genji. Um, a, a lot of the teams that are you know finding success now, um, the, the, there's there's the stories of you know oh, um, uh, like the Dallas Fuel. The, it seems like the general consensus is you know oh, this is a team that that just plays well. Uh, fast and when they can be aggressive uh, and and when they can win by being the aggressor and I think that's definitely fair to say, um, but then you have teams like um, uh, like Toronto and Washington, uh, excuse me, and and Vancouver too I think to a certain extent um, who who are up there particularly just because excuse me because of the um, the the roster specific roles that they are able to fill and that this meta gives them the chance to fill. Um, uh, and and just dominate on um, with just by virtue of how well they fit into um, the, you know the Genji role and the the Soldier Nash role and these kinds of things. Yeah, definitely, it's been super interesting to see them. I, I do think they are competitive, um, for sure. I agree. Uh, I, I don't know if I agree with where Platchat exactly puts them like even though i work for the gladiators like i don't know if they're exactly still fit i don't know if you can say they're fifth because i i don't know it they they're not looking great i i would like to believe they could beat um all the other teams besides the ones they have so far basically uh but this one this meta just seems like a mental block for them let's be honest it's just been tough for them i mean we'll see they got paris which should be an easy win, but they also picked up a brand new <laughs> roster, so who knows? Um, and then Atlanta, which is always a big game, of course, and they, they've got to win both. So, um, but as oh, far yeah. as as far as Toronto goes, they're they're looking good um, to make their own. They haven't clinched exactly yet, but they have one more win they're in for sure, and they got Boston up next. So, I think it's looking really good for them uh, to be at their own event, which is great. Yeah, I mean that was the 
the joke, you know, <laughs> on our, <laughs> our show we did post uh, post mid season madness tournament. Yeah, there was a joke like, yeah, haha, it's funny because it's the um, the you know Toronto tournament coming up, but there's no way their team's actually gonna make it there. Um, but yeah, that, that's gotta feel good. And in fact, uh, both Canadian teams are, are on track to make this this top eight. Yeah, this top eight's you know it's it's pretty funny to look at. <laughs> um, I and mean, mo- most teams have already been there, obviously. But Van- to look at Vancouver and see like the screenshots of Vancouver and Shock being up top at one point this weekend was very funny as well. Uh, hasn't been that way in a while. Uh, but yeah, uh, Toronto looking good. Uh, as far as the rest of NA goes, Shock is just looking as dominant as ever. They're, they are meta-proof. It's clear to everyone they are meta-proof, especially when looking at the Gladiators and the fact that they're not meta-proof. Like, you don't blame people for putting Shock as their number one in their power rankings or anything like that. They just got to win that title, and it, this is their this is theirs to lose here, uh, right here this this stage, Joe. Because uh, you, you got, in fact, you got Shock versus Fuel later. This if Shock beat the Fuel, like they should just win this easily especially if the gladiators aren't there right but they would even stomp the gladiators like i guess i wouldn't call it a stomp the shock played the gladiators this weekend i guess that could be the next game we talk about it was not a stomp they won three to one every single map was super um super close besides parisio in which the gladiators stomped the shock so (laughs) because of course yeah um every single map was like just so close i i remember being so upset that day because i was just like it was so (laughs) it was right there every time especially on that new queen street where the shock just like barely took the lead in that final fight and then the gladiators had to push it all the way back and you like kind of just knew it was over you're like i can't believe they were able to sneak that while losing the fight um but yeah the I don't even think the casters realized it, that they stuck it. Like, that's how they were so close to, like, getting that lead. Man. Um, but, yeah, the Shock are just looking really good. Uh, I'm giving my prop, giving my MVP of the week to proper because he is just, <laughs> Your proper of the week? Yeah, my proper of the week to proper. They're going <laughs> to rename the MVP to just proper. Um, my proper of the week is proper. <laughs> um, and it's mainly because I wasn't here last week and I think he was he would have been mine last week too so uh, yeah I'll give it to Proper and the Shock who are just looking really good I mean it's hard not to it's hard I, I don't forget the Gladiators were close in this match <laughs> I swear oh, yeah. Uh, yeah what any yeah, thoughts while on we're talking about, yeah while we're talking about the Shock I'll um, uh, give a shout out to Kaluj too yeah, obviously true. who's been uh, stepping into the, um, I almost said wrecking ball, but uh, Junker Queen role. Uh, it's the other Junker Town adjacent tank hero. Um, uh, <laughs> stepping into the Junker Queen role and doing really well. I mean, um, I, I don't remember an occasion I explicitly said this, but I'm sure you know this sentiment was relatively common. Um, I, I think it's fair to say, like preseason, you, you know, talk about oh yeah, the San Francisco Shock got this great roster. They've got proper. They've got um, Kilo and Finn and all these people, um, and and you know these give me the the highlights of this roster. Oh, and and then you know and then also we're looking at oh who's their tank player? It's Kaluge. Uh, but, but certainly you know what didn't get near as much hype as some of these other um, uh, you, you know Korean contenders imports, um, but has really been yeah the 
not only you know as flexible as the team is needed, but um, you know, you know playing playing on the same level. Like he's never been like a liability to the team. That's been super obvious, um, and that's <laughs> that, that's saying something when you're talking about a team like San Francisco Shock. Um, so yeah, this is just worth mentioning as I think about that team. Yeah, definitely is worth mentioning. They're just they're stacked up and down. Let's be honest. Such a good roster. Such good coaching staff. Um, yeah, shock looking really good. Looking like they could grab a third title this year, which would be nuts. Um, but yeah, org continues to just win. Speaking of wins, um, and maybe an org we didn't think would win after just you know having to get rid of their roster to the point where they only have five players left. The Washington Justice three owed. The Florida Mayhem after losing Happy, Mag, Vigilante. Uh, some players we thought were, you know, super helpful to this roster. Apparently, apparently they were de- that, that was dead weight. Um, and now they're good. Now now they're a very good team. Um, or maybe Florida's just really bad. Uh, so, I mean, Florida started off this whole thing with a, with a 3-1 victory over London, who, by the way, London's looking pretty good now. Um and yeah, I, now they're sitting here to just get stomped by this Washington Justice team that just, you know, they played the shock the closest so far, kind of. Took them to five maps. They swept the Paris Eternal. Now they sweep the Florida Mayhem. You know, maybe this Washington Justice dying or this Washington Justice, like, in in despair uh, sort of storyline here is just being overplayed, Joe. Do you think so? Like... This team is not looking bad, let's be honest. Despite the fact they had to drop players, despite the fact that they need to go budget, they're still winning and they're still going to be impl- going to be in the summer showdown probably. Probably going to make playoffs at the end of the year now too. Like, yeah, what do you think of the justice? Is, is, is this narrative just just a poor narrative at this point? Yeah, this uh, you're right. Definitely, this Florida match was, was definitely a, a, a one for the highlight reels for... Uh, Washington, and really, honestly, if I had to, you know, put my finger on a, a part of a reason for that, I think it would have to be Kevin from marketing um, coming in and and playing the junk rat, um, just you know the, the kind of unique strats that 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 no one, none of these other teams are daring to 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 pull right now. Um, it's just been exciting stuff to watch. Um, man, one day I'll be the sixth man on a roster, Joe. One day, yeah. please. Uh, which, for those who have not been following, is a reference to um, that apparently Washington only has five players signed um, <laughs> after all these these roster changes, uh, and evidently they they have like a member of their coaching staff or something who's like on the books as their sixth player um, to meet the league minimum. Anyway, so then the joke is, you know, they they're just like floating it around with the different random staff members who can say that they were on the Washington Justice, but all that being said, <laughs> it was a good match against Florida, you're absolutely right. Um, and and yeah, the, the impression that you're left with after watching a match like that, um, yeah, is that, you know, rather than um, coming into this match with a, with a whimper after uh, taking uh, those kinds of hits, the losing... Um, Losing Mag, losing uh, Vigilante to Atlanta, um, both of whom had really good weeks for their other team, um, but the, the the rest of the players were really able, able to to 
you know step in and step up um which is which is absolutely you know that that's definitely a good sign for washington i don't know uh how long it's going to last because again i think uh you're right the florida mayhem are not the most impressive team to beat right now uh it would definitely be interesting to see when they play london when they play vancouver next week um uh they have the those have the potential to to both be losses um and they round out the um the 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 month the tournament with houston um but um but but yeah it's the the kind of match that you certainly want to win they certainly need to win as uh as washington um to to you know keep things alive it's funny um just the way this tournament is structured by depending on how you argue it this is the first uh tournament block and the only tournament block of the season that is not um based on cumulative points um which you can argue because the first one technically was they just didn't have any points to begin with um so that changes the way we're talking about some of these teams but yeah ultimately um yeah the the kind of performances like we saw against florida that's exactly what they're gonna need to um you know continue for the sake of uh, a good strong you know in uh, towards the end of the season run because really that's almost the point of the season we're at again yeah definitely is hey i'm happy for him um I'll, I'll always i'm never gonna root for the downfall of any team i I'll always root for root for anyone even though i i don't think the justice have been managed super well um still cool to see him winning obviously despite the fact that they had to go super budget um as far as the rest of na goes like uh, i mentioned dallas beat boston dallas is still looking like one of the better teams they they've bounced back uh seen that 4-0 and I, I think everyone thought that would happen um i don't know this is this is more of like a team cohesion type meta and dallas is like one of the masters at that for sure so i think everyone expected dallas to be back uh atlanta luckily bounced back over a nice after an 0-2 weekend so uh they're definitely enjoying that they've got london up next so yeah that that's always tough for them but yeah and they um looking as crazy as ever but shock and fuel the clear two at the top right now uh especially when we've seen like the fuel beat toronto at this point like it feels like yeah it's those two and once we see them face off in a couple weeks here i'm very excited for that one as far as apac goes joe i was the master of my pickups i absolutely knew apparently who was going to be good at this meta and who wasn't i got every match right um almost every match right down to points i missed the map score of fusion valley being five maps i guess it would be in four but I completely got Fusion Chengdu wrong, of course. Uh, I f- forgot that Chengdu's just really good against Philly for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just, I forget their uh, like all-time record, but it's like 8-1 or something in favor yeah. of Chengdu. Like, how? How are they so good? If I knew that, I would have switched it. Um, but yeah. In uh, gen- I, I probably just pulled that out of nowhere, but... I, no, I saw I saw somewhere on Reddit that what it was a ridiculous like Chengdu's just so good against Philly for some reason, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I think in my mind I guess the meta in APAC um, or just who would be good in APAC felt obvious to me. I thought Seoul would definitely be good, and I thought Shanghai would be back. Um, as I, in my opinion, I think 
they didn't have like the toughest opponents. Spark, of course, looked really good last meta, but I knew that Spark would not be good in this meta because I felt like they were very uh, dependent on Shy, and you, that's just non-existent here. Um, unless your name's proper, you can't carry your team, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, and it is it is worth mentioning about the Hangzhou Spark. Uh, uh, complicated this past week by um, some some restrictions playing without Alpha Yi, oh. uh, who evidently evidently has uh, made um, the the physical transition to um, where the team is. I actually don't remember off the top of my head if the team is physically located in China or in Korea right now, but evidently made the physical transition to the team, uh, and so was like quarantining or something, so he couldn't play. Um, ah, that's why architect architect was playing, right? Yeah, got uh, it. But, so but, yeah, that doesn't help. But, but yeah, even still, yeah, it's not it's still not uh, points in their favor as far as that goes. Yeah, no, I mean they were facing as I just mentioned two teams I thought that would be really good in this meta. They didn't. Um, they got three out in both. Uh, but yeah, I feel like Spark are similar to the Glads in that they they want like a more of a meta where there's more of like a skill expression for their dps players kind of um and you're not so focused on like team coordination as much as like one one player popping off and winning the fight for you um so i think spark and gladiators are both in similar camps in this meta whereas you have teams like the dragons and the dynasty and the shock and the fuel who are just going to be masters of this meta because they're really good at team coordination. They're really good at playing together and knowing when to go in, knowing when to stay out, knowing good positioning and stuff like that. And it's throughout the whole team too. We haven't mentioned, me and you, Joe, talked about how good the Gladiators would be because they're supports, right? We talked about how Astro's the best Lucio and Skew's the best Brig, but they have looked like the worst support line in this meta. And it's because those two heroes are being played so differently than they usually are played in other metas. Um, they have to be played so specifically and so like Astro is such an aggressive Lucio and you just cannot do that. You have to be with your team. You have to like know when you're supposed to go in and same with Skewed's Brig. Honestly, Skewed's Brig's pretty aggressive too, but it's the same exact deal. You, you're just there for sustain. You're like a sustained bot, just healing everyone. And then you go in and kill someone with everyone at the same time. So long rant. Um, Shanghai Soul, good. <laughs> Everyone oh, else, yeah. probably not as good as them. That's my. That's my. That's what I've decided about APAC, Joe. Any other decisions? <laughs> yeah, the other. The other shout out I'll make uh, is to. Uh, I mean, we already talked about it, but to the Soul Dynasty, um, um, who again did have a really good week this past week and are looking good. Um, uh, Stalker, both Stalker and Assassin. Um, living up living up to their names uh, as creepy stalkers of um, support lines <laughs> and just being very effective Genji players uh, for their respective teams uh, but but stalker for the soul dynasty and uh, I'll shout out profit as well he was the name I threw onto our list for this episode uh, for my MVP uh, not necessarily because um, his, his performance this past week just absolutely blew me away or even just blew uh, the you know blew away out of the the soul dynasty team um but to see his flexibility onto the brig uh profit is his soul's brig player um 
in this meta apparently uh and you know granted has some experience from from goats back when i believe he was there uh uh he played uh brig again and that's meta if i remember correctly but um pulling that pick out again uh looking decent again uh it's kind of flexibility you want to see uh, as far as that goes nice yeah i think that's a great shout out um but yeah apac um we'll we'll keep you updated on, on the old apac games we got obviously more games to come uh to see if i'm correct in the meta um <laughs> yeah so far so good for me i guess um but yeah, our matches to rewatch. I guess if you want to go over that before we um, head to the news, I I said Vancouver, New York. That was one of yours as well. Um, I just thought it was, I, I don't know, it was very. Maybe looking back at it, it's less unexpected. But at, at the time, I thought it was very unexpected <laughs> and very fun yeah, to watch. It is, it's just entertaining too. I mean, because again, mm-hmm. you know, what other time are you going to see uh, that that kind of uh, the, you know that, that kind of domination other than i guess you know in some other match but <laughs> you know uh, fun to watch and then my other one that I highlighted was um uh glads versus shock uh, just because again that was that was a really hyped match um you know this was number one and number two in lots of people's power rankings i know in both of ours uh after uh the midseason madness and it was good to see them uh playing together like you said it was relatively close in places um Though, um, again, obviously, obviously, shock taking a three-one, but um, definitely a good match to watch too. Yeah, for sure. I think that's another good match to watch. I will not because I, my heart would die. But <laughs> yeah, go rewatch. Um, all right, let's say there's some news that I missed from last week. I briefly mentioned a couple of them that um, Joe has allowed me to, you know, give my opinions on, which is great. Um, no third beta was one of those pieces of news which is very sad but yeah it makes sense as far as the timing goes for sure um i, I i'm moving on i don't care um <laughs> i kind of expected a little bit but yeah let's move on to different some different roster updates i would like to talk about um houston dropped a bunch of people piggy um are they drop piggy uh, added Lepin Doge, and yeah, the Piggy one is like sort of a domino falling. It seems like a bunch of other players are not happy about that because I think specifically Pelican came there because Piggy was there, so I imagine Pelican's not happy. He hasn't been traded yet, but that one's looking a little sketch. Paris just dropped, yeah, their entire uh, entire European side of their roster is just gone, um, clearly embracing the Vegas Eternal side of things. Um, and they've got a bunch of uh, NA contenders players, which is fun. Um, and I think there was one of the, yeah. Um, London ended up signing one of these players. They also dropped uh, Spilo, I believe. And then Spilo's long um, twit longer. He just like sort of mentioned, or maybe, or no, it was an AMA I saw. He said just one of his answers was like, EU Overwatch is just basically dead at this point, is yeah. what he said, which is a sad answer, but. Man, does it feel so true. Uh, then I mentioned, I mentioned my thoughts on Bo- on Mag being picked up by Boston. I think Mag's a great player, but I just feel bad for Punk. Um, and if they're going to end up using Mag, which 
In this meta, I do not blame them if they do because this is just their full Korean starting lineup at this point, I guess. And they probably just want to roll with it. But man, ugh, Punk's got to get somewhere. Somewhere where he can play. I just He's just he's so good and so instrumental to this team. I don't know why they try to replace him all the time. Oh yeah, I I forget who made the tweet, but I saw you had engaged with the tweet from this week. Yeah, just talking about um, uh, I forget who it was. It was somebody with sort of backstage Boston experience talking about yeah the, Color the X, things yeah. that oh yeah there we go yeah Color Hex uh, talking about the things that that Punk had gone through and the 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 ways in which he's been interacting with the team and, and how valuable um, as a player he he must really be um, oh yeah. I but yeah, this is def definitely, definitely an asset to the team for sure. Yeah, obviously I wasn't as close to the team as Color X or Punk, but I heard stories from both of them. Um, and yeah, <laughs> Punk is, was invaluable to that team last year and probably this year as well, even though me, neither Color X nor I are with the team. can guarantee he's just like, he's he's just a great, he's a great leader. He's great sort of connect connection piece between the Korean and English side of the team. And he's, yeah, he's just a really good player. So yeah, it's, it sucks to see him have to go through so much adversity, but honestly, it might be a reason why I think he's so good. If he didn't have to like get benched every two months and then somehow unbench himself by just outperforming the person they benched him for every time, like maybe I wouldn't think he's this good, but it's just impressive to me how he's managed to just just climb his climb out of that hole every single time um but you know if they keep digging the hole and pushing him down it just feels like there's just gonna be one time where he can't get out and this might be it which is sad um all right let's get to news that we can that joe didn't already comment on we can both talk about um <laughs> some crazy if you didn't know there was a trade deadline this year uh in overwatch league uh just to prevent crazy situations like i guess the shining example of the craziest situation that happened was decay being signed to washington justice and him carrying the washington justice through um the entire playoffs basically if you don't know what a trade deadline is and you don't come from traditional sports it's in place so that the teams who didn't make playoffs don't just drop their players and everyone can pick up the scraps the best pieces from those teams uh for example decay that year or someone just really good uh and be like yep that's mine and now we're gonna go in um <laughs> obviously it's not great for the players in some situations especially when you don't have uh the infrastructure set up in overwatch league like you do in traditional sports but as far as competitive integrity goes it is very helpful so yeah trade deadline happened which means uh the washington justice as i mentioned earlier uh they wanted to get rid of everyone including vigilante who is now with atlanta um yeah atlanta vigilante i think this is a great signing do you agree yeah i, <laughs> I think that's the the easy answer as far as that goes um but yeah good uh good signing and again even this in this first um Weak, uh, really able to to step up and 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 contribute significantly in the the Genji role there for the team. Um, uh, but yeah, particularly if if Atlanta wants to to you know make a little step up here in this um, 
in this meta, you mentioned you know that they oh that they had looked better against Paris this past week, which is true. Um, after after bouncing back from two losses, but again their losses were to Boston and Toronto, uh, and their one win so far this month has been against Paris. So we're going to need to see a little bit more out of the Atlanta Rain uh, when they play London, when they play Houston, when they play um, uh, the Gladiators to round out this month. Um, uh, there's there's still a lot. Um, we haven't seen in a lot of uh, tests that haven't been uh, tested, I think is fair to say, uh, out of this particular roster. Yeah, definitely. I, I would like to see um, how Vigilante gels. I mean, obviously, you add a player midseason, it's going to take a bit. Um, and we saw that uh, with this next signing as well, Gladiators getting happy, which uh, I was absolutely elated by this signing, for sure, because I know how... Um, how hard it has been for the Gladiators this stage with uh, just, you know, being stuck with, unfortunately, only Ons. If you haven't heard, Patty has a uh, wrist injury and is going to be sitting out at least this stage. We'll see what happens next stage. Um, but it's good to have Happy here um, in case Patty can't be there. Um, and obviously Ons is a great player, but He's he's kind of he's kind of just the widow specialist at this point. So having Ons try other heroes or have to be on other heroes, and to the point where you're putting Shu in uh, to play Sojourn, like yeah, it's it, it, this is what the this is what they needed is happy. Even though they had two unfortunate losses t- to uh, start off Happy's career here in LA, uh, still think still think this is a signing they absolutely needed, um, and. It just completes this roster to make it absolutely nasty when and if Junker Queen isn't the main meta anymore. Let's be honest; like this, this roster is pretty nasty. Um, but yeah, any additional thoughts? Oh yeah, I think you know all those. Uh, <laughs> that's all accurate. The uh, it's funny looking at their roster on paper because now they are one of um, the the teams that we have made fun of in the past uh, with four DPS players um, <laughs> currently signed, but uh, you know, again, we, like you're just talking about, you know, there's definitely reasons for that, and there's definitely, um, uh, you know, if, they, if they've got the resources, each uh, individual is gonna um, definitely have have their uh, their own assets there. Yeah, definitely. Happy's Happy's there for a reason. It's a sad reason. I really, I, I think we all miss Patty. Um, he still hangs around the office, see him every day, saw him today. He's chilling. He's having a, I think he's it's nice for him to have a little mental break too. Uh he's one of those players who, you know, he puts the weight of the world on his shoulders, no doubt. Um so it's nice to see him around the office with a smile. He seems a lot more relaxed and like he seems to be enjoying his break. Um so I'm happy for him. Uh but yeah. Uh next, uh London sign con. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, thank God someone from Paris is going somewhere. Uh, Khan, obviously, probably in everyone's opinion, the best remaining player of, on that eternal roster who was European. So, um, yeah, shout out to one for signing Khan. Um, I can't. Did they use Khan at all, or did they sign him after their game? I can't remember. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know either. It's like looks like it was on the nineteenth, so that would have been like it could right have been before, before the game. first game. Yeah, their game was the twentieth. Um, 
Yeah, I don't, I'm scrolling through. It doesn't look like they played him. But he's on a team, and it's a European team. <laughs> so good for Khan. Uh, obviously, this isn't really Khan's meta either. Let's be, so I, it would be surprising if they played him uh, on Lucio or Brick. So, yeah. Um, all right. And then the last one is a straight-up trade, which you don't often get player-for-player player trades, and it's Houston trading Iris to Seoul for creative. Um, and this is just like, it, this is so, <laughs> I don't know. You don't often get these just trades like this, um, sort of player-for-player player, um, flex tank, or flex support, I guess. So you just straight-up can compare these two. Uh, a lot of people say Iris is just clearly the better support. I guess we won't know how they like mesh with each other, um, who will mesh better with who. But a lot of people also theorizing that this has to do with uh, Iris not being a fan of the departure of Piggy. Uh, so they had to trade him. Um, because a lot of people are like, okay, Iris is just straight up better than Creative and Souls just winning this trade. Uh, where Where do you <laughs> fall, Joe? Yeah, I think um, obviously this one, uh, I believe this one was uh, uh, post uh, last week. So we'll see, you know, with, uh, in fact, with uh, Iris on Soul Dynasty, we'll see in a matter of hours um, potentially how that works out for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely Iris, um, um, a, a big uh, a big factor for the Houston Outlaws. Uh, I expect him to, to continue to be so for, for the Soul Dynasty. Um, uh, you were talking about how how rare the you know player for player trade is. I believe at the time, uh, somebody went back and looked at like the last time that happened was um, oh, and now I forget the other half of it. But it, it was the decay trade when decay was traded from Dallas to Washington. Um, um, I believe is the one I'm referring to. Uh, but I, so like I said, I forget what the other side of that trade was. But that was the last um, uh, player for trade player for player trade i believe um in the league uh that now we've seen another one wow that was an epic trade um i i like i like player for player trades i know it's not a very european thing that's the one european thing we get is um player for player for money trades which is very it's a very european soccer thing to do um but I guess, I guess soccer is like a whole world thing, not just her. It's just a non-American thing. In America, <laughs> we trade players for players, not money, because that's entertaining. Um, there you go. Yeah, we might see Iris. Who knows? Uh, I, I, get, going to Seoul probably probably is a lot of uh, work, but he's probably there. I mean, he is, he is Korean, so it shouldn't be too hard. It might be harder for creative to come to America. Uh, so... Yeah, that that trade happened. Should be interesting to see how it plays out. I think a lot of Houston fans are upset, but they're always upset. So maybe <laughs> maybe they're wrong. The zingers. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, there will. Uh, last thing is there will be a patch for Count Duck Up, which I mentioned earlier, which is fantastic. I think everyone agrees. Absolutely needed. Um, even the people who you know are part of teams that. Um, are doing well, I think, are ready. <laughs> I think we just want um, a different meta, or yeah. at least a meta with variety. And in that announcement, they uh, 
uh, they did clarify too, and I suppose they didn't have to because it was sort of implied. But uh, they clarified that that'll also be you know a change that's in effect for the the launch of Overwatch Two itself, uh, which again is good. But also there's like a whole new hero, so I would hope they would do some kind of uh, balancing slash patching between now and then. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but that's do you think good. they're just do you think they're just referencing? The whatever happens to Junker Queen will be there for everyone else, or uh, um, uh, I mean, maybe it's like I said, it depends on uh, I don't know how far along they are in the this uh, this Fox Hero launch, but I you know depending on what that kind of involves, uh, there may be even a, a, a further set of changes um, that's different from what we end up seeing in the overall. So yeah, I don't know, just speculating. Yeah, we'll see. I have, I have no clue. <laughs> anything can any anything can happen, I guess. Hopefully we see more than just Junker Queen changed as well. Maybe that'll help switch the meta up. I think if they nerf Junker Queen enough, it could definitely just change the meta, which would be nice. That's all they really have to do. Not too much work. Um, but I think the change everyone is begging for is just like completely scrap um, her giving health to her team. Completely scrap <laughs> it. I think that's if they do that, I will be so happy and pleasantly surprised. Because that is just a that is a change that Blizzard would eventually do, but it would take them a year usually, you know? So if they were able to do that like immediately, it would be like, oh my God. Like that that's amazing. Um because I think it's it's just clear that it's so busted. And I think it should be clear to them now that it is just so busted. In a team at least in a competitive environment. Like I agree. In silver games, it's like not going to have as big of an impact. But in a competitive environment, it's ridiculous. It's so good, um, and it just—it's clearly team. These teams have definitely tried to counter this comp, and they cannot. So, yeah, it's it's good. Um, please nerf. <laughs> All right, let's predict, Joe. I am in the lead. That means I, I go first on these. Um, and our first match is very hard. It's Hangzhou Spark versus Chengdu Hunters. Um, and the reason it's hard is because it, the Spark looked pretty abysmal last week. Alfie will be back this week, which, you know, gives you a little a, a little bit more confidence picking the Hangzhou Spark here. But the Chengdu Hunters did go one and one. They lost to a very good soul team that I think will be very good in this meta. And then they beat the Philly Fusion pretty decidedly. Um, which makes it harder, you know? Um, but I think I'm, I'm going to go Hangzhou here, Joe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just the Chengdu versus Philly thing that they have. I think Chengdu just looked good in that game. <laughs> I'm going to say Hangzhou's probably going to be better than Chengdu and beat him. Who do you have in this one, Joe? There you go. That works out perfectly because uh, <laughs> I am ended up to pick Philly. Uh, or not no, Philly's not even playing this game. <laughs> Come on, uh, Joe. Chengdu. Classic Philly thing. <laughs> Just trying to pick them anywhere you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, no, Philly of Fusion. Uh, no, I'm playing. I'm picking Chengdu, I think, out of this matchup. Because, um, uh, yeah, they, they did have a good week this past week. Um, uh, despite getting shut out despite getting shut out by Seoul. Um, and while I um, I don't think Chengdu's going to go 2-0, um, uh, again this week, as in, like again this week, I think they're not going to go two and zero. I I think this this Hangzhou um, game is definitely the more winnable of the two, and um, yeah, and, and yeah, uh, having 
some of the struggles that um, that Hangzhou had over the, over the past couple weeks, uh, you, you know, may not may not have uh, you know they may not have had the time to fully work out all those kinks. Um, uh, and th this is a, a good time for for uh, Chengdu to take advantage of that. Hey, absolutely fair. I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I pick Hangzhou, no clue where it's going to go. I, put, I just put five maps in my pick so yeah, I have no clue. Uh, next one is also going to be a tough one. It's the Justice vs. Titans. Both teams have had pretty good summer showdowns so far, both sitting at 2-1-1, and, um, and honestly, same map differential. So, yeah, and they both got some some nice wins under their belt, I guess. Um, obviously, I think Washington... Uh, people may be a bit more skeptical of them, but played a really close game against Shock, so who knows? And then Vancouver, I mean, everyone's just super hot on this team. Maybe a bit too hot on this team on their two-game winning streak. Um, but I'm with them, Joe. I'm picking the Vancouver Titans to beat the Washington Justice in a five-mapper as well. Who you got? There you go. Yeah, it was um, it was really hard. The, the, the hardest... Um, you know, decision making I had this week of, of pickums was uh, to try to pick uh, both of the Washington Justice games um, for this week. Yeah, just because of <laughs> they're, they're playing Vancouver and they're playing London, um, both of which have the potential. If if the the Washington Justice um, that we saw this past week uh, shows up again, have the potential to be pretty close. Um, um, but that being said, I believe actually, uh, yeah, in both of those matches, I ended up picking picking against them. Uh, <laughs> so I actually have Washington going zero and two uh, this week, at least as of as of now, as of while we're recording this. Um, uh, but that being said, yeah, I've got uh, Vancouver winning this match in five maps. Um, it, it's definitely going to be exciting, and it's going to set the tone for um, uh, for Washington's second match this week, and it may. Uh, may well set the tone for Vancouver's second match this week when they take on uh, Outlaws on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, they both oh, they both got a big weekend. Big weekend for both those teams. Uh, Going to be exciting. Uh, next up, we got another Chengdu match we're picking from Chengdu, this time facing Shanghai, and this one feels a lot easier to me. Uh, I pick a Shanghai. Easy pick for me. I think they're just too good in this meta. I, I have a 3-0. Who you got in this one, Joe? Yeah, um, leading into Shanghai too, they they can't all be um, uh, so exciting matches. Uh, but <laughs> that's not at all to say that this one is not going to be. Um, uh, I mean, uh, the OverwatchLeague.com has it highlighted for <laughs> for double points for a reason. Um, um, and again, particularly uh, after we see how. Um, uh, Chengdu fares against Hangzhou. How how Shanghai fares against Philly um, um, really um, has the potential for some. Um, uh, I, I guess it sort of would be an upset uh, for for Chengdu win, but um, you know the the potential to to see some really exciting stuff for sure. Oh yeah, uh, Houston, Atlanta. This one is later in the weekend. A very big game for both teams. As you know, a lot of the scenarios being played out. If Gladiators win out here, um, it feels like if someone were to not make it, it would be one of these two teams, Atlanta or Houston. Uh, of course, Atlanta has it's more it's more in their hands because Atlanta gets to actually play Gladiators later. Uh, but this is a big team, big game for both these teams who are like sort of on the edge of missing out. Um, they both want to take this one for sure. 
And right now, I have Atlanta winning this one. I think Houston, just after these trades so far, it's just they're just not looking great. Um, so I, I have more confidence in, in Atlanta right now. Um, and I think it's worth noting, I think Speedily just came of age. Um, it did. Turned 18. So that's pretty big for Atlanta as well. Um, uh, and then tweeted like, uh, I forget, I forget what his his like, oh no, God, please no, or something. This <laughs> was like his most recent tweet. Anyway, so people were joking. Does that mean he's gonna is he's gonna be their big player? <laughs> but <laughs> um, anyway, so we'll have to see how that happens. But uh, but yeah, yeah it'll be interesting to see uh, his debut potentially this week. Yeah, I'll pick Atlanta to beat Houston. Who will you pick? Um. Uh. Yeah. And honestly, I'm. Th- I'm that's what the way I'm leaning as well. Uh. At least at this point in the week. Um. This is probably my. My most likely pick to change. Um. Out of these four, at least. Um. Uh, based on you know, performance earlier in the week, uh, when Atlanta plays London, when Houston plays Vancouver, um. And then we see their matchup head to head in those three days. Um. But yeah, that's um. Uh, I actually have Houston going 0-2 uh, <laughs> this this week when they, again, play um, uh, Vancouver and Atlanta. Uh, it, it's going to be a close one. Uh, Atlanta definitely has uh, a lot of proving themselves to do, uh, like I mentioned with, um, you know, they yes, they got a win last week, um, but their, their, their record this stage is not impressive, um, really by any, you know, stretch of the imagination by any definition of the word. Um, it, it, it's, so they've got some work to do, but um, uh, the the potential is there. Uh, again, particularly seeing how these uh, first couple maps go um, uh, to 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 take this one. And like you said, both these teams, um, I feel like they could definitely use it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Going to be a big, big match, as I mentioned. Uh, but yeah, those are our four games. Uh, good luck on your pickups this week, Joe. Uh, you'll need it. You're you're down by three, but <laughs> yeah, we're um, still really close. That's yeah, where we are. Goes. We are. Uh, but anything else to say before we sign off here? Ah, uh, it's good to be back, both of us. Yeah. Um, uh, more games, more matches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, living the dream. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, our, my Twitter is at, at JWGeorgeIV and Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC. Our show's Twitter is at On The Flank Show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on hyphen the hyphen flank dot podcast.co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you all for listening uh, and enjoy another week of the summer showdown here.